0: Welcome to America this week. I'm Walter Kern.
1: And I'm Matt Taibbi on vacation, sort of. I'm in LA. Uh, How are you doing, Walter?
0: I'm doing great. I'm not far from you for once. I'm in Las Vegas Mm -hmm. still preparing to return to Montana where I hear it snowed today, which (laughs) has retarded my, uh, my, my desire to return to Montana, but, uh, your
1: enthusiasm is a little slowed.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Um, but uh, we have a
1: lot of news this week uh, it seems. Uh well too much. The, the almost too much. Yeah. Um the big one being this this crazy arrest of Jack Teixeira, uh a Filipino American who's who lived uh about 10 miles from where I grew up um in Dayton and, and Massachusetts. Where is that? Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah, a place that like no nobody knows. There's a place there's a, a little tourist attraction called Dighton Rock that you can go to. It's not uh not far from there. And um and he's uh he's gonna get the, the Assange treatment and espionage act charges and the whole kit and caboodle for I guess being in like a gaming um platform, like where he played Minecraft with his buddies and they were passing around some documents, and these documents are floating around. Let's, I think that's the best way we can characterize it. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some of us have seen little bits and pieces of them. Um, mm-hmm. And then he was on a platform called Discord, which is now being framed in the media as, like, the root of all evil. And uh, we can talk about the, the way that it's being talked about and what that probably means in a moment. But, Walter, what can you tell, me, tell us about Discord?
0: very little. I, 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 it, as an old, an official old person, I avoid it uh, because I don't want to, uh, you know, show my age by uh, not knowing the, the lingo or whatever. Um, But uh, what I know about discord is that, you know, it's, it's where it's happening. It's, it's the deep, uh, the deep layer of the internet where people who um, are described as outsiders and, you know, incels and all the other bad things gather to, uh, you know, have, ha- have frank conversations and talk about their enthusiasms and their intense attraction to various games and, you know, imaginary worlds that I don't participate in. Um, I'm glad it's there, but I don't go there. You know, it's, it's like a bar where yeah. I'm, it's like a punk rock bar where I'm no longer welcome or something.
1: So I, I my understanding is that it's like a G-rated version of everybody's worst internet nightmares. It's it's like um it it's it's a site where you know a kid could could, sus- could successfully convince his parents to let him hang out there. Um, oh, I see. And it's you know it's being portrayed as this uh you know as this 4chan like uh, place and like you know we'll have, we'll have time to to investigate it but um it's it's amazing how instantaneous the portrait of this place was and how immediately everybody became an expert in it and how how it even got to be relevant uh, to this discussion I mean I, I guess we got to get to the to the basics of what happened first right so this guy he's like an e three uh, in the, what, Air Force Massachusetts National
0: Air National Guard.
1: Right. And somehow gets uh, hold of these, you know, top secret, no, you know, you know, no foreign, whatever the acronym is. I mean, these are apparently like, some of them uh, are like for real uh, high-level classified um, documents that, you know, there's a problem generally of overclassification in the military. They classify everything, things that really aren't, aren't and don't need to be secret are called secret. There's, you know, a million different levels mm-hmm. of classification. This apparently was at least some of this information was apparently really, really classified, like actually sensitive, they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and he somehow got hold of it. And that's part of the mystery, I guess, of, of the story still. Uh, it, it, it would. The leak of this of, of this material, which would, you know appeared, started appearing in ma- early March, from what I understand. Um, mm-hmm. Last week, they blamed it on the Russians uh, publicly. If you remember, there was a Reuters story about this.
0: Oh, sure, I um, do. And they had perhaps uh, doctored the documents too, allegedly.
1: Allegedly, yeah. allegedly. But that's another consistent feature of these leak stories: is the claim, the claim that the in the first. Blush that the documents are, are altered or um, oh, it was you true know, of the hun-
0: it was true of the Hunter Biden laptop they claimed that was made up it wasn't it was true, yeah, of, remember it, and- true of WikiLeaks they claimed that was made up it wasn't
1: yeah hashtag I- black propaganda and forgeries remember like yeah. that whole thing
0: yeah Yeah.
1: Um, so then, now this has come out and obviously some of it's true because they raided this dude's house and they're going to charge him with the espionage act and you know, for we've we've talked about that act on the air before. It's extremely serious. You could go to jail for basically forever, depending on how many counts they want to they want to charge of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot to discuss here. I, I, I had I had a very um, a instantaneous sort of angry reaction to this because uh, because of the dichotomy and the way they deal. With these stories, I mean, you get a bunch of gamers hanging out. They're not putting this on Fox News. They're just sort of batting around this information. Yes, it's probably illegal to have uh, top secret information. God knows you know how it got there. But throughout the entire Trump years, most of the a lot of the news cycle was driven by illegal leaks and even the kind even the rare kinds of leaks that are illegal for a journalist to print you know, drove the news cycle for a while, uh, in the Trump years. And they never prosecute the people who do those leaks. Uh, but it's these sort of unauthorized little, little folks who end up doing decades in jail or, or, you know, whatever, or they're exiled for the country, like, like Snowden. And I don't know, that makes me angry. I don't what What's, what's your take? Well, uh, <laughs>
0: I also of course noted the hypocrisy that suddenly leaking was the you know unforgivable sin when as you say leaks are used uh, throughout the media and and leaks that come from higher ranking people than he who I would think should have to be more responsible but don't they're neither named nor punished um it was weird that the guy's name came out in the new york times as the result of a new york times investigation um and you know that led to the arrest uh that's i i don't know that that's n- absolutely new but it's kind of a strange precedent that now uh you know the press's investigations are the basis for national security uh uh actions um
1: well, you have to, I mean, we'd have to wonder about how they got, did they say how they got the story?
0: Well, supposedly they, there was help from this Bellingcat organization. Oh, okay.
1: Well, there you
0: go. Yeah. Um, which is some kind of cut out, uh, you know, hybrid Intel private thing that, Depends on the i c but isn't the i c and it's located in England as usual or or maybe
1: yeah it's it's like you know um atlantic council it's all the people that we're we're looking at for the censorship censorship industrial complex folks uh yeah, i mean
0: well this is Higgins. this is censorship plus when you end up arrested and facing <laughs> life in prison. Um, but, uh, you know, to, to remain neutral on, on, on the crime, as it were, uh, I will say this, that, uh, the, the Pentagon papers are long behind us now, um, when, uh, a sort of similar leak in its effect. If we remember the Pentagon papers, they, they, they basically gave the lie to the, government's optimistic uh, uh, statements about Vietnam by showing that it wasn't going well. And and it seems that the sort of net effect of this leak is to uh, undermine official statements about the... uh, They seem to show that uh, the West has actual uh, people on the ground there. They seem to show a level of coordination between... Uh, NATO and and uh, Ukraine that would suggest it's one force in some way, um, and they, it's been said, uh, seem to show the war not going all that well, at least not as well as uh, as our officials would have us believe uh, for for Ukraine. Um, but in any case, uh, yeah, it, the fact that the New York Times did you know put up the wanted poster. Is a, right. little, a little odd. Um
1: Yeah, I mean Okay, well I mean Belling Belling Cat is is like the inside out version of WikiLeaks, right? It's it's the it's the uh you know it's it's sort of the leak site that that leaks information that's going to help this the intelligence services, <laughs> you know? Right. Um and just to back up yeah it it has a lot of similarities. It has some similarities with the uh the Pentagon papers. The Pentagon papers were a lot more detailed, obviously, in getting into yeah. the motives and um uh for going to Vietnam in the first place, what our overall objectives were, the person who was pushing the papers was um intimately involved in the conflict uh, you know had sort of global knowledge of what was going on had been. Had been there uh, in the Pentagon when the original Gulf of Tonkin incident happened. I mean, there was a this was a person who could be an ambassador for basically uh, undermining the entire explanation for the war for the, mm-hmm. the Vietnam War. That's not what's going on here. This is a kid who's
0: so. In other words, he, they were far more damaging.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A- and and uh-huh. I believe
0: Ellsberg was initially charged with espionage. I mean he he, was. he he became a sainted figure uh in some ways for for, for the, the for the anti-war forces and and among journalists who at that point still considered themselves crusaders for the truth rather than protectors of secrets um, but yeah he he faced a hard time originally
1: yeah he was charged with the espionage act and you know the 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 New York Times threw all their institutional weight behind them. Um, they risked everything, really. I mean, if, assuming everything's on the level, they, you know the whole prior restraint case, the Pentagon Papers case, that was uh, you know a, a, a generationally important moment um, when the press stood up to the government. And we define what the limits of state power versus media power were and what, you know, the public interest was. And um, and he became a hero precisely because he had been a target of the Nixon administration. I mean, this is part of the Watergate story. Yeah. If you've ever read G. Gordon Liddy's autobiography, you know, the break in uh, where he and Howard Hunt broke into uh, Ellsberg's office. and. Uh, you know, G. and Liddy had a had his foot affixed with this thing that made him look like he was walking with a limp, mm-hmm. and so they're like climbing through a window with this stupid thing on their foot. Um, but no, he became a he became a hero of kind of the intelligentsia. This is the opposite. We now have like this monolithic media culture um, that is uh, is making an enemy not just of the person but of everything that he supposedly represents he's a the gun obsessed loner right or and what, charismatic what
0: and charismatic, charismatic it was said um, you know they they really went to town uh making this guy a paragon of all you know that is culturally disdained now by the left um imagine a parallel universe in which instead of outing him the new york times had said hey kid what else have you got um we'll protect you you know more uh I can imagine in a healthy journalistic environment that that could have been a decision made um if they really felt that they alone knew who he was rather than putting his name on you know in the story um I can also imagine uh reporting about the content of the leaks um uh which hasn't really been i think uh uh, done in any thorough way, uh America still seems very confused about what they actually contain um and uh i 'm a bit confused
1: i 'm confused too i mean I think again, these documents are floating around i mean there are, there are bits and pieces that we know about yeah um i'm con- i 'm confused from from what i 've been told i 'm having a hard time making sense of it. you know there are some killed in action numbers that that look, that look to me like it doesn't say that Ukraine is doing badly That in fact they're they're doing quite well. That they've, you know, at least on the battlefield, they're they're killing two Russians for every one Ukrainian. Um, but on the other hand, it it it, it, it there are other documents that pur- reportedly say that Ukraine's air defenses are down to almost nothing. Now, what what does that mean exactly? that could could that could mean a lot of things. Like let let's. Pause in a universe where they wanted this information out, and um, and now the world knows that Ukraine is sort of down to its last, uh, you know, surface-to-air missile unit. And gosh, boy, we really need to get NATO in there quickly to to prevent uh, Russian air power from overwhelming the whole country. I mean, that could be a thing too, couldn't it? I, I-
0: well, well, the Qui bono analysis. If you okay, let me start at the beginning. I don't have good information on Ukraine through our press. I've never had it. I've never felt I've never felt confident about the stories I read. I've never felt confident about what I see on social media. I've never felt confident that the competing telegram uh accounts and so on are anything but rival disinformation channels. Um, and so it's very hard to place in context, a story about a war, which is a mystery to me in the first place and not a mystery because I don't inquire or because I'm not concerned or curious, but because I simply, and and don't trust, uh, the, the, the information channels that I've seen, uh, I trust them even less after this leak, because, um, as we have, have already said, the interest that the press shows in them is not to make a better portrait of the U- Ukraine war for the people, but to go after this leaker. So, you know, they haven't done the job of relating these, uh, revelations to what they have reported prior. Um, so that I'm sounds confused. familiar. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm confused about the whole thing. And into it comes this, uh, this leak, which, uh, is reported on rather poorly in terms of its substance. Um, and how damaging is it? Uh, I'm not sure, uh, how much of a difference is it from what we know already? I'm not sure because I'm not sure I know anything already, really, um, I've sort of put a dome over the Ukraine war and, and said to myself, I will await uh clear information should it ever come. But until then, my ability to analyze it is really zero. And so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pretending to any uh, expertise on this matter. Uh, it, it's strange. It, it's a strange thing. I think, when I was nine years old and the Vietnam War was going on, I knew more about the war from the nightly news than I do about the Ukraine war with all the resources at my disposal besides the nightly news. Um, that's a weird situation to be in.
1: It's really weird. And just to interrupt quickly, I haven't read about anything about the, about the war in Ukraine probably for six months really i mean i haven't tried for exactly the same reasons because i I gave up trying to find a place where i could even triangulate some version of the truth right sometimes when you have a bad media landscape you can kind of figure out the aggregate of all the different slants and misinformation try to find what common facts they're all using Uh, but that's not the case with this I you know I have the advantage of speaking Russian, so I, I I can watch the Russian news, I can read the Russian news, I can see the videos and you know that the they're posting, but I don't believe them at all. Um, they completely contradict what we say, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but even in the aggregate, you can't really get a whole lot of information. The only thing you, you can kind of generally glean that the Russians aren't maybe doing as well as they had expected um or that that they they may have expected something early but since then i mean who knows right um well my sense
0: of what the russians expected was of course uh filtered through uh you know american reports on what they expected right Um, exactly i've never seen Uh, a a tape of an announcement on the part of the Russians about how we'll be done here in a few weeks or so on. I've been told that they thought they might be. Um, Yeah, the whole thing comes through a glass darkly, as it says in the Bible. And uh, so how how, how to situate these leaks and their substance in the context of what I already knew is an impossibility since I already knew many different things, none of which I trusted, and which really came to nothing as a a vivid portrait of the affair. But so, you know, moving on from that uh, observation, if this leak is not just the work of a gun-toting, charismatic, discord-loving gamer who is the enemy of all things American— uh if in if if there is more to it um then one has to ask who benefits and in what way uh you know i i i read Glenn Greenwald and watched him on t v saying that to him this appears to be the pretext for uh uh further calls for more money more arms, and so on uh that 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 this works to the advantage of the sort of arms. Industry and, and, and the War party in Washington by giving them a reason to uh, ramp up. Uh, my concerns uh, as a person, as a journalist tend to be more toward the domestic side, and I look at this and see a pretext for further social media and uh, you know, communications surveillance and censorship. And indeed, uh, the the Biden administration, according to NBC, is already looking into uh, measures that it can take to uh, more more completely monitor uh, social media. Well, now I've done a lot of reporting over the years on our surveillance capabilities, and I I don't know that we lack the ability uh, to monitor social media. Uh, And and you're reporting on the Twitter files. compounds that feeling uh i think we have a pretty much total uh picture we meaning the government and, and its adjunct of what goes on on social media the idea that this stuff lingered somehow on the internet for a month or weeks before we even noticed it is freaking weird to me um, well
1: they're images remember so there's there's that um and this is one of the things they've complained about the government has that they have some blind spots because they can't instantly analyze uh, audio, video, some images,
0: right? Right. Their ability, their ability to analyze natural language as discussed in America this week, 21 or whatever week it was, it, it, it is a little compromised. They have to go extra hard to get content out of podcasts and, and, uh, and as you say images too i think um so they can so they can push forward on that you know you've got this restrict act in the background whose right. whose status as legislation i'm unclear about right now but whose uh ambitions are almost total in terms of information dominance and uh and and, and penalties for various you know yeah. putative offenses that might be committed
1: I mean, I was looking at the act before I mean I wrote a little tiny thing about this yesterday. I was looking at the act, and the line that was a huge red flag to me was um, you know that they wanted to place restrictions on um, information or communication technology that they say creates an undue or acceptable or undue or unacceptable risk to national security so that can be anything right like <laughs> think about that like if that's the standard uh, does
0: it even have to be intentional could you could you accidentally so. say repeat something that uh you know they they deem damaging i i don't know
1: uh, let's see i mean i don't know i mean we, we'd have, we'd have to uh
0: if the restrict act were in force would everybody on this gaming uh chat room or whatever have liability. I don't know. You know, Matt, let's just talk Turkey, man. Uh, how is it that the answer to every news item uh, or or every emergency damaging news item that we hear of is more restrictions, you know, more surveillance, more censorship, uh, you know, they say when all you have is a hammer, the whole world looks like a nail. Uh, how, how is it that in the uh, wake of the Twitter files and with this restrict act pending and so on, we get a uh, a leak, which seems like the perfect excuse for a more intense crackdown. Now, that that's called conspiracy thinking. I admit to it. To, to oh. Well, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, 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 but it's becoming a, it's becoming a, um, uh, 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 a a very interesting and, and sometimes fruitful filter for, uh, understanding events. And when time after time from COVID on, and we saw this in the Twitter files, problems become the basis for the same solution over and over more control more intervention you have to start wondering if they welcome the problems themselves in some fashion then you have to start wondering as you lay down at night and your dreams take over whether they maybe create the problems that that that, right. that, that require these solutions we don't like to go there you especially i as a i as a fiction writer of course um reserve the right and 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 as a screenwriter reserve the right to be as paranoid as i want to be if it makes a good story but only in fiction except that now the boundaries seem to be blurring
1: well look i i'm one of those people i i've I've always i I never liked it when conspiracy theories crept into uh like news reporting the 9-11 truth stuff drove me nuts Mm -hmm. um but i gotta say the last six years have have really made me think about, question all kinds of um, assumptions that I've had previously. I mean, you think about something like Project Birmingham, where, where you have the same company that's advising the Senate intelligence is creating phony Russian bots and then telling the Washington Post that uh, that they're following a Republican Senate candidate. Um, i i wouldn't have thought that was the thing and that that they themselves are calling it an elaborate false flag operation in their own internal reports right um like i wouldn't have done that i would have been afraid to do that story it's that because it sounds so outlandish you know what i'm saying um well we
0: know for we know for a fact that these techniques are used outside the united states And we we know for a fact that the plans for them originate within the United States and also within a a web of alliances that, you know, cover other countries. So uh, the thought that they might be used inside the United States um, was only only unthinkable when certain barriers, legal barriers uh, and press barriers were in place. But because the press no longer seems to uh, be dogged in its reporting on these, uh, on these lapses, and because the American domestic population has now been targeted rather, rather relentlessly as a possible source of uh, national insecurity, it, it, it's reasonable. To, uh, it's reasonable to apply this hypothesis to the news
1: um yeah um i mean we you and i were both raised on all the stories of all the things that the fbi and the cia did in the 60s that necessitated the church committee hearings right we knew about operation was it Mocking was it Project Mockingbird or Operation Mockingbird? Mocking, I
0: can't remember. Yeah, yeah, Project Mockingbird, I believe. Project Mockingbird. If you're hearing this message, you're listening to the free version of America this week, to hear the rest of our conversation, please subscribe to TK News at Taibi.substack.com.